I'm Catherine Wanore, and this is SEO in 2023 Additional Insights. Catherine, what is your additional insight for SEO in 2023? Um, my additional insight is that why Crosstats report on Google Search Console is not, is not really a much talked about report, but you can really find insights that can help you optimize scrolling and search performance. So if you don't have access to your website's log files, then you should look to this Crosstats report for additional opportunities or similar places where you can optimize your website. Okay, so, so why is this so important and how often should SEOs be looking at these reports? Okay, so this is really important because um, let's say, for instance, you have a website where is you have a really large website, so you, you have no idea how much of these pages Googlebots are crawling in a day or search engines are crawling in a day. And you would like to find out how to know where they're accessing and how to optimize this so your valuable pages are crawled. That's where the cross-stash report comes in. You can use it to find issues with your website, server errors. You can use it to find areas of your website that are having issues with being crawled. And you can also use it to find file types you would need Googlebots particularly to access on your website. And for how often you should check it, it's not something you really need to check every week, to be honest. So you could do it in a period of monthly, if that's okay with your site, or if you add lots of pages regularly, then a month should be fine. And obviously you're suggesting SEOs to check out these reports because they might not necessarily have access to log files. Yes. Um, so, so why typically might SEOs not have access to log files? Are log files always better? Yeah. Yeah, log files are better because you would find access, like you'd find information on all search engines that are crawling your website, not just Google search engines, right? Whereas on the Crosstars report, you'd only just find information on Google's crawling behavior on your website. But for some reasons, you might not have access to your website's log files. You're working for a large organization that are really, really possessive about their stuff, right? So they might not be willing to grant you immediate access to those log files. It might take a while. And in some instances, if you really need to optimize something really quickly, you might not have three months or even two months to wait before accessing those files. Or maybe you're not the developer type or you, you don't have any developer skills to know how to access your website's server or log, log files on your website, yes. So in this case, the cross-task report is a really good alternative. Superb. Okay, so as you say, SEOs can find similar data to log files in the, the Google Search Console crawl stats data report. Yes. And there are two main sections. There's the host section and the crawl stat, stats drill down sections. Yes. Um, so let's start with the hosts section. What can you find in there? Okay, so you find there are two, three main things to look out for in this section. You typically see the robots.txt availability information. So here you see if maybe your robots.txt file in the past hasn't really been accessible or it doesn't really return an acceptable response code. By an acceptable response code, I mean either a 200 OK status that it exists or a 410 or a 401 or a 403 which means it doesn't exist because it's not mandatory to really have a robots.txt file. So if you don't have one, it's still fine. If you have one, it's fine. But as long as the robots.txt file does not respond with a 429 or a 503 server error, then you don't have a problem. But if it does respond with these two errors I mentioned, then it could really affect how often 
your site is being crawled. So you have to look out for this. So another thing to look out for is your DNS resolution. So maybe you, you're having issues with your domain name or stuff like that, and you really have no idea this is going on. So if you could check this part of the cross report, you would find insights on maybe your domain provider, they're having issues and anything, everything is not really set up right, right? So you could find this information there. Then the third information you'd find in this section is server connectivity. So it's, it's common knowledge that server errors can really mess up your website scrolling. It could slow you down for a really period, like a specific period of time. So if you're having server errors, then it's best to speak with your developer or with your provider to get this sorted out as fast as possible. Yeah, I think this is great advice because I'm sure that many SEOs are a little bit guilty of focusing a little bit too much or all their time on front end yes. and not realizing the back end issues that can impact their success. Um, and if, things like DNS resolution, um, knowing if there are any issues um, with the way that your domain is set up and where it's pointing yes. um, can obviously have a, a massive impact. How, how often should SEOs be checking on these kind of areas? Okay, so this report is always within a specific period of time. It's always within, I think, 90 days. So if you have other third-party tools you're using to monitor your website as well, then you can get off with checking this section of your website maybe two weeks, within two, every two weeks or so. That's fine to still check it out because, I mean, if you have a server error, maybe let's say you have it and it's been there for days, or even a week. Even two weeks is a stretch, but I'm just saying two weeks to be on the realistic side because not everyone has a site, not everyone has the resources or the time to check out this stuff, still check out third-party tools and still check out other things in their website. So yeah, every two weeks could be okay. And is there any way of um, setting up some kind of automatic checking system? Because I'm thinking that um, it would be nice to just receive an email if um, some issue uh, appeared so you can go and sort it then. Uh, yeah, in most cases, you'd receive a notification from Google, but most times, I, I've actually noticed that the host section particularly is not really reliable, like receiving notification on that section of your website, or sorry, that section of your Google search console is not really reliable. In the past, I've worked with a website, worked on a website where there were issues with the host for a couple of days. There were even some hacked content, but really we didn't receive any notification for this. So we had to actually check before we found out that this was an issue. So yes, the only way to receive those notifications automatically is if you get an email from Google. Aside from that, you could depend on third-party tools. I think Content King has something that helps you monitor your websites on real time, but I'm not sure if they have a host section for that. And the second part of the CrowStance data report is the CrowStance drill down. Um, so that section includes crawl data and crawl data requests by four different items, starting off with number one, HTTP response. Yes. Okay. So just like the name really points out is you'd find a list of crawled URLs and their response codes. So ideally you wouldn't want search engines or Google bots in this case to spend all that time crawling pages that don't respond with a 200 OK status code. Or in some cases, if you did a site migration, you would also want them to crawl those redirected pages to the new domain. So, but if, for instance, you view this section and you find that maybe 20% of your pages are returning a 503 server error code, then 
you might have a big problem on your hand because it could really mess up with how many pages are being crawled on your website. And another instance or another insight you can draw from this section is maybe you have pages you removed a while back, but for some reason crawlers are still hitting these pages. So it's, it's really a time for you to review these pages. Go down, check. You could check your Google Analytics to find if users are also accessing the same pages. You could check their backlink profiles on third-party tools and find out if they still have backlinks. So if these pages are still being hit by crawlers, users are still accessing it and they have backlinks that were really difficult to acquire and are really valuable, then it might make sense to redirect them to the page that delivers the most relevant experience to users. And next is file type. So why is file type important? Okay, so this is this depends on the type of resources you rely on for your website, right? So let's say you have an e-commerce website or a photography website that you you rely so much on images. Images make up a huge amount of your search performance. And you go to the cross-stash report by file type and you find out that just HTML pages are being crawled more than your images, then you might need to check out what's wrong. Are my images, are they too large? Are they slowing down the sites? Are they slowing down the server so much that search engines can't access them? Or maybe they're not so optimized. There might be something wrong with these images. And also, let's say the reverse is the case and maybe you're, you rely heavily on JavaScript, right? And instead crawlers are accessing your HTML pages, then you might need to find out if you have issues with your JavaScript. Maybe you block them with robots.txt file. Maybe they are faulty, they're not implemented correctly. Yeah? So this could give you an idea of the page resources they are crawling and how you can best optimize this to improve your search performance. And brings up to the, the third crawl request um, type, uh, purpose. So um, w- what do we mean by purpose here? Purpose is, they classify this into two major areas. So you have the discovery and the refresh. So for discovery, we are talking about new pages that Googlebots have not crawled before. Um, on the refresh part, we are talking about recrawling known URLs. And just like in the other sections I mentioned, it also depends on your needs. The insights you can find on this section depends on your needs. So if you have this website where you add so many new pages, daily or weekly, you would definitely want your new pages to be found. So your discovery percentage should ideally be higher than your refresh percentages. But on the other hand, if you don't really add much pages on your website and maybe during a specific period you decided, oh, I want to refresh like 100 pages on my website. And after refreshing this for a while, you still find out that nothing is really moving in the refresh aspect, then you might really need to optimize your website. You might need to optimize your internal linking. You might need to optimize your site's structure. Maybe for some reason you have orphan pages and these are so deep that crawlers can't assess them. And finally, Googlebots. What do we need to know about Googlebots and what Googlebots do? Okay, this is a bit similar to the file type section. So you would find crawl requests based on the Google bot that visited your page within a specific time. So you'd have smartphone bots, image bots, or video bots, and this could point out to, like, you could use this to understand the particular search engine bots that are visiting your pages much. So if, um, for instance, like I mentioned, image bots are visiting your sites much, okay, then that might be a good thing if you have so many images. Whereas on the other hand, if you're being, there is this other bot they call page resource 
in the same reports, they have this page resource board that assesses your scripts. And if, on the other hand, they're assessing your scripts and leaving the images you so want them to find, then, like I mentioned, you might still have an issue on your hand. Yeah. So a lot of what you shared might be a bit scary or might be a bit unknown to <laughs> creative or strategic SEOs. Okay. What's your opinion on whether every SEO should be diving into this kind of information? Do you think that um, there should be different types of SEOs and it's okay for some SEOs to be looking at the back end? Um, or do you think every single SEO, even if they're quite strategic and creative, needs to know the information that you've just shared? Mm, I would go with it depends, to be honest. Like if you're someone <laughs> that, would, that works more on the maybe content side or a bit of the strategy, some parts of the strategic side, then maybe the technical side might not be your forty or your main strong point. So in this case, it would make sense if you have someone on your team that is really comfortable with the technical side so they can draw these insights and you can add it to your strategy, right? So you don't need to be the one to do this yourself. But if you're really comfortable with the technical side and you can really draw these insights and interpret what all this means, then yes, it does make sense to pay attention to it. So you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023? Okay, that would be, maybe I might be biased because I have it in with 404 pages, but I'd say is implementing blankets redirects to for, to the homepage. So some people have this, they have these 404 pages. 404 pages are not unusual, they're actually a normal part of the web. But for some reason, most people don't like, um, maybe when they remove a page, they want to redirect these pages to the homepage. But that's not really a good idea because like John Miller has said in the past, you could lose signals associated with these pages if you keep redirecting all your pages you removed back to the home page. It could also trigger a soft 404 error. So in this case, it would make better sense to review these pages. So you have to make sure that, okay, so this, is, this page is, is removed, but for some reason it's still a bit valuable to users. Like users are trying to assess it, crawlers are trying to assess it, and I have backlinks that are really valuable. Then it would make sense to redirect this to the most relevant page. So this could be a category page, a close substitute, or another page that matches the same intent and user experience, right? But redirecting all these pages to your homepage, it's, yes, it saves time because there are plugins that actually do this. You can automate this and every removed page goes directly to your homepage, but it saves time, but it's not the best approach. Great advice. Catherine Nwanoru is a junior SEO at Fusion Inbound and you can find her over at fusioninbound.com. Catherine, thanks so much for adding your additional insight to SEO in 2023. Thank you so much for having me. I've been your host, David Bain, and you've been listening to SEO in 2023 Additional Insights, a majestic series that complements the original SEO in 2023 podcast, video series, and book. Find out more over at seoin2023.com.